You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome to an emergency podcast here on Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M, and you already know What we're here to discuss, I don't need to go much further, but for anyone who did not watch this morning's upset announcement, we know what's going on, but the College Football Playoff Committee has decided which four teams are going to the College Football Playoff. Is Texas A&M one of them? Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast listening systems, iTunes, Spotify, or listen every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. Here we go. We knew it. We knew it. I'm not going to go much further. We knew exactly what was said. We knew exactly what was going on. And for anyone out there who didn't, I'm going to tell you right now, we have spoke this into existence for weeks now. And it happened. Didn't matter that Texas A&M went on the road to Neyland Stadium, one of the toughest places to play in the college football realm and in the SEC. It didn't matter that Kellen Mond had a 281-yard gain through one touchdown, also rushed for another, while the rushing attack had over 216 yards to prove one of their better road attempts on the year. It didn't matter the defense brought down both JT Schrute and Harrison Bailey four times on the day, including causing a fumble by Andre White that set up a touchdown. It didn't matter that the run defense was held to 30, 24 yards on the day. It didn't matter that Jimbo Fisher came out after the game, after weeks of saying, I don't really care about the college football playoff. I don't really care about the college football playoff. To say, guess what? We are one of the four best teams in the country. We went 7-0 and since the start of the Alabama game. And they didn't have one of their players that blew us out of the water. And they still blew everyone else out of the water. Didn't matter. We went 7-0. and We are one of two teams... In the SEC, since week three, to be undefeated in the toughest conference in the entire realm of college football. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what was said. It didn't matter what was left unsaid. It didn't matter what was there. Because the College Football Playoff Committee made up their minds well before Saturday night. Well before kickoff by Clemson and, and Notre Dame. Well before kickoff before Alabama versus Florida, which, by the way, was the best game of the year. Well before Cincinnati battled it out for their third top 25 win of the year. It didn't matter. Because they made up their minds weeks ago. And they cemented it on Monday when the Big Ten decided to come out and say, Hey, Uh, We don't really care that Ohio State hasn't played enough games, even though every other team would have been screwed out of a Big Ten championship. And then if not for Chris Sermon, a running back who had to transfer from Oklahoma to set an all-Big Ten record in the Big Ten championship game, Ohio State loses to Northwestern's defense. It was set in stone well before AM was even an afterthought in the conversational mind. It's a joke. But congratulations. Alabama is the number one seed, deservingly so. They're undefeated in SEC play. They got a big time win over Florida. They showed that they were not one dimensional. They trusted their run game. They set multiple SEC records. They are deserving of the number one spot. 
Number two is Clemson. Clemson is very much deserving. Outside of a double overtime loss to Notre Dame, they showed why they are still the prime suspect and the prime school to watch for in college football. Once again, Trevor Lawrence returns. Guess what he did? 322 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Ian Book, 20 of 28, 219 passing yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. The rushing attack, one of the strongest strengths in Notre Dame, held a 44 yards on the day. Meanwhile, Clemson's offense once again propelled 34-10 win over the Fighting Irish. Fighting Irish in the ACC. Give them a lot of credit. They saved the ACC season. That doesn't mean you deserve everything given to you. Ohio State, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not. Because we all know Ohio State is not deserving. It's not even a question of if they are or not. They're not. Not because of anything other than they are 6-0, 5-0 in regular season. There are teams out there with better records right now that have more wins than Ohio State does well before they won the Big Ten Championship. So that just means that no matter what, they knew the Big Ten. They want to be represented in the college football playoff. They had to be represented in the college football playoff. Because if you know on what, after we were the very first to jump the gun on everything with COVID-19 protocols, instead of trying to force a season, we said, oh no, we're going to play in the spring. And people are going to like that. And then when everyone else decided to jump back in, they said, whoa, hold your horses. We're going to join in the party. So you waited all the way up until October to go play a game. And then once those games were played, it was so late in the season that you couldn't reschedule cancelization games. So you just canceled them completely. But yeah, this is an Ohio State team that is 100% deserving of being in the college football playoff conversation with more than six wins. Because last I checked, the ruling of the Big Ten was six wins gets you into the Big Ten championship. If you don't have six games on the year, you don't go. But hey, we knew Indiana wasn't going to get it. We knew Northwestern wasn't going to get it. We knew all of these things were not going to happen. So let's just give another handout to the Big Ten. Because after all, they're so deserving after giving up and making fun of the SEC, making fun of the ACC for trying to salvage a season. But hey, it's okay. Because you want to know what? There was still one more spot left. And what happened? It went to Notre Dame. Notre Dame, who was undefeated all season, absolutely deserved to be in the conversation. And because of that, they're in. The reality is, though, you look at Notre Dame. They have two top 15 wins on the year. One against a Trevor Lawrence Clemson-less team. And one against a UNC team that took them down to the wire into the last eight minutes of the fourth quarter. I have nothing against Ian Book. I have nothing against Brian Kelly. I have nothing against anyone from the Fighting Irish. I grew up in a household where I was raised by a man, God rest his soul, who always taught me, you will root for South Bend, Indiana. You will root for the Fighting Irish. And I can this morning say, I do not believe it. They are not number four. And as much as I'm angry about Texas A&M not being in the conversation, I'm mad about Cincinnati. Cincinnati fought hard. They have their third top 25 victory, and they're not even in the top six. I mean, at what point is this a joke? Texas A&M played in the toughest schedule in the toughest season, and you look at strength of schedule. Ohio State is 67th, and half their games were canceled. I know it's not on them. I know it's not on Ohio State. 
But Texas A&M is absolutely deserving of being in the college football playoff conversation. And here's the reality of it. One game in week two told the college football playoff committee immediately, nope, you're out. You can't lose by four to Alabama. Four touchdowns. You can't lose that many and expect to be in the conversation. Because at the end of the day, we know what it's about. It's about marketing. It's about ploys. And more importantly, it's about the Blue Bloods. When you look at the history of college football, Texas A&M was huge when they were in the Southwest Conference. In the Big 12, they were kind of the middle ground, and right now they're on the rise in the SEC. But they're not there yet. The five schools people think of when they think of college football, in my personal opinion, right now, would be easily Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and then depending on the year, you can switch out Notre Dame, USC, and I would probably throw in the likes of uh, Oklahoma. That would be my six that people think of. And that's why Oklahoma got the number six spot in the college football playoff rankings over Cincinnati. Because they don't care. Because it's not about what's right or what's wrong. It's about what works. And Texas A&M, unfortunately, is not there. So it's a lost season in a way, and it's a dupe season in a way. Because for every single second, A&M 100% deserved it. Not the strength of schedule, the way they converted on third down. Once again, another great third down efficient team. Running the clock, owning the time of possession. They held Tennessee to 14 minutes of offense. 14! But it's Tennessee, and they have a losing record. So, so be it. They have two wins over Opponents who have 500 records or better. You know what Ohio State has? They have two wins over opponents who are 500 or better, and one of them, they almost lost. Notre Dame plays in the ACC. For years, before Notre Dame even got there, it was Clemson and throw a team up on the wall. Who's it going to be this year? Pinpoint it, boom. All right, look, it's UNC. Pinpoint it, boom. Okay, it's Miami. Pinpoint it, boom. Boston College making a rise? Holy mackerel, look at that. That was the ACC. That's been the ACC. Virginia, Virginia Tech, all of them. Look at how they do year in and year out. It's a year of promise for one team and a year of failure for the next because if what happens is Clemson ruins it. And Clemson's deserving to ruin it because they are the best team in the country outside of Alabama. And the voters got it right with the top two. With one loss, I still would have said that Clemson, is the number two team in the country. Those bottom two, that was all based off what sells tickets, what sells revenue, what sells marketing. That's all it was. Ohio State in the middle of the country, middle of the lands, guess what? You will bring them in, they will work. Notre Dame, Blue Blood School, Newt Rockney, Everyone remembers the Rudy story. Everyone remembers all the promise and potential and everything it was for college football. The history of Notre Dame. It sells against the history of Alabama. Two of the most decorated programs in these sports will meet up and play in Arlington. In the quote-unquote Rose Bowl, instead of just moving the game and saying, oh, the Rose Bowl is now going to be played in Pasadena, and the other game is going to be played in Arlington, and the Cotton Bowl is actually going to be the game that is now the Rose Bowl. That's going to be the college football playoff game. Sorry, it's a weird year. We know that it's weird. Get over it. That should have been what happened. 
And I get it. But for one second, you keep hearing these people talk about how, oh, A&M's not worthy. Oh, A&M's not worthy. No, they are. They 100% are. You look at the way that the college football playoff system is set with four teams, and you look at every other playoff system. For the NCAA tournament, there's 64 teams. In fact, 68 with two teams having a chance to play in. Baseball moved up to 10 teams in the past decade because they want to have a wild card round. And this past year, they moved it to 16, which only shows that they could be moving past this to a 14-team league. The NFL recently changed their system to a 14-team playoff, adding a 7th seed in both the AFC and the NFC. Both hockey and basketball each have 16 teams represented in their brackets. And in the World Cup, you have 32 teams battling it out in a round robin to set up a Sweet 16 match. The BCS rankings was so wrong. You know what else is wrong? The college football playoff rankings. Because if, if we're talking about today, today, not week two, today, Alabama is the number one team. The number two team in the country is Clemson. The number three team in the country is Texas A&M. And the number four team in the country, take your pick. Each one of them have a flaw, but I would go Cincinnati. Cincinnati has three top 25 wins on the year. Guess who else has three top 25 wins? Ohio State. And while Notre Dame has two top 15 wins on the year, one shouldn't count because it was out their starting quarterback, and the other one went down to the wire. It took all the way for them to beat UNC. We got a busy week ahead here on Locked on Aggies. We'll be talking about what bowl game the Aggies will be represented in, who they will be facing off against, and what should we expect moving forward. Also, we're going to try and bring on some guests around the Locked On Podcast Network talking about the college football playoff conversation. Was the committee right? Was the committee wrong? And what do you think of the actual college bowl games? Make sure you tune in all week long. Follow us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked On Aggies. Subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Listen every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. We'll see you on Monday. And remember, give them y'all. This has been Locked On Aggies. Presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.